Bong Bong is making a comeback. For a controversial family, the Philippines presidential candidate Ferdinand Marcos won a landslide election, bringing power back to the family that was ousted 30 years ago. Will Bong Bong repeat the sins of his father? Thirty-six years ago, 1986, Ferdinand Marcos Sr., he was a dictator. He declared martial law in 72. He was known to inflict brutal suffering on the Filipino people, as well as political enemies. But in 1986, he was finally ousted through a revolution that saw democracy restored. People power, it was called. Now, Ferdinand Jr., better known as Bong Bong, has been elected. Some are skeptical. Is he going to try to regain a dictatorship? Or are his millions spent in ads telling the truth? He's not like his father. Only time will tell. It's something Christians don't need to worry about. Christ is a good king and never changes. Today, yesterday, and forever, he'll remain our savior. In Christ alone, our hope is found. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, here on Thursday, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this is a program called Sing a New Song. Twenty years ago, the world heard a song for the very first time. It started small. But in a very few years, it was being sung by churches all over the world. Still is today. And I'm thinking, of course, about In Christ Alone, written by Keith and Kristen Getty, along with Stuart Townend. I can still remember back to when this song was exploding across the radio in churches all over the world. Can you? It seems like the song has been with us forever now, but it's only been with us these last two decades. And it really started the modern hymn movement. We can be thankful for that. God has been using men and women all over the world to write new songs with deep, Christ-centered lyrics. Songs that help us worship Jesus in church or on our own. Singing is a powerful weapon against the powers of darkness, and we need these songs more now than ever. But more than that, we need to worship our great God. In Christ Alone is a song that helps us do both. It turns us to the Lord. It reminds us that our security is found only in Him, that salvation is found in Christ alone. And when we hear this amazingly wonderful good news... How can we do anything except sing praises to the Lord? After the program, I'd like to send you Keith and Kristen's new album, Reflecting on the Last 20 Years. It's called Sing in Christ Alone, filled with many of their modern hymns, along with those written by other modern hymn writers like Matt Papa and Laura Story. This CD will move you to worship our great God as you listen. Call us after the program. The number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you'd like to hear samples from Sing in Christ Alone, you can do that when you visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's return to that song of 20 years ago, but the new version from the Sing album by the Gettys. going to invite some of the Getty music team to sing this with us. And also our good friend Travis Gutrell is going to join us as well. Alone, my hope is found. 
Christ alone, our hope is found. That opening line sung again before a live audience still makes my heart leap for joy every time I hear it. In fact, I even sometimes raise my hands, especially in the final verse. Such a deep and profound truth to sing. 
written 20 years ago. It continues to bless the church and will for my lifetime and more lifetimes to come until Christ returns. As you sing it, you're reminded where your salvation comes from, where your security is found. It's found in Christ alone. No other name has been given. Christ alone is where we turn, and to Christ alone we sing our songs of joy. I visited with the Gettys. They were in Scotland. I was on the west coast of the United States and asked them to reflect on 20 years of seeing this hymn, Bless the Church. Here's what Keith Ketty told me. Thinking back of now over 20 years of the hymn in Christ alone, I, I got a number of reflections, and, and most of them are just out of overwhelmed thanksgiving, verging on disbelief for how the Lord has used it. We did at the very start, but as Stuart and I planned the song, the idea was that we would write a hymn that all Christians could understand what they believe. I was sitting in Bible studies with people with two university degrees who claimed to be brought up in Christian homes and still couldn't really articulate the gospel properly or in a way that wasn't. So we said, let's write one song that takes the whole thing. And uh, in the providence of the Lord, um, that, that happened. And uh, But the second thing I always think about is that it opened the movement to us. Us uh, Northern Irish boys can't really fake humility. Um, so it's with absolute sincerity that I say it was purely a gift from God. I didn't know what I was doing because I've spent 10,000 hours since and I've never written a song as good. So I think that evidence in itself assures you just in a really factual way that it was it was a gift from God, but that it opened the door for us to to focus our ministry life and our working life on trying to write hymns and trying to develop music that would help build deeper believers around the world. He said he's never written a song as good as In Christ Alone. I'm not sure if that's true, but no other song has reached as far as this one, In Christ Alone. Keith Getty sharing his reflections after 20 years of this song blessing Christ's people. The song is powerful. We don't think about what we're doing sometimes when we're worshiping in church, but singing is a powerful declaration. When we sing to the Lord, we are declaring to the world that he is worthy of praise. And when I say the world, I'm not just speaking of our neighbors. I'm talking about the powers and the principalities that we cannot see. The enemies of Christ, Satan himself. When we sing, we declare that Satan and his cronies have no power over our souls. We declare that Jesus has saved us. We belong to him and we're secure in him. We declare that the victory is his. Song is powerful, and that's one reason the Bible tells us to sing over and over again. And of course, we could look through the Psalms and hear calls to worship, but these calls to sing to the Lord come to us other places too. Judges, Exodus, the prophets. These Old Testament books show us that singing to the Lord is as ancient as salvation itself. And then in the New Testament, we're called to sing. Jesus and his disciples sang a psalm just before he was betrayed to be crucified. A song was one of the last things on Jesus' lips before his death. And in the wake of the resurrection, the church created music. In Philippians, in Colossians, in other books, we find Christ hymns, songs written to and about Jesus by the ancient church. Singing to the Lord has always been a testimony of faith. Listen to a bit of Paul's Christ hymn in Colossians 1. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, 
visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. That's another beautiful hymn praising our Savior Jesus straight out of the New Testament, the image of the invisible God, a reference to the Incarnation, when God's Son took on flesh to save us. He is the creator of all things, even those powers and principalities, all things. He holds everything together. Singing to the Lord, Paul could not help it. He went further. He didn't just sing a song to the Lord at the beginning of Colossians. He called us all to do the same. Listen to his words a little later in Colossians 3. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called a peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Coming out of Colossians 3, singing to the Lord flows directly out of our experience of grace. Did you catch that? Forgive as Christ forgave. That's hard. Christ doesn't hold anything we say or do against us. It's hard to do that for others. But out of that grace, we receive peace with the Lord, as well as peace with others. And as that peace settles in, we can be grateful. Grateful to the Lord for his great salvation. Grateful for his grace that empowers us to greatly forgive. This grace, great grace, that we have in Christ boils over. It boils over into song. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs from the Spirit. Christians are singing people. We are a singing people because we are a forgiven people, a people who have received grace. We sing to the Lord with gratitude in our hearts. And I wonder, does this describe me? Does it describe you? Have you experienced this grace? Have you become overcome with the peace of Christ that's found in forgiveness? It's never too late, and you're never too far away from him. His love reaches us wherever we are, and it draws us out of our darkness into his love. And it draws us into this glorious song, and those songs help us love one another. This is what we're up to when we go to church, or whenever or wherever we sing to the Lord. We're declaring that grace and peace are found in his name, that the depths of darkness we encounter here in this world don't have the final say. Christ does, and he is risen from the dead, victorious over the darkness. So we sing. We sing new songs. We sing old songs. We sing songs of grace and mercy. We sing songs that help us remember our Lord. There's one little phrase I haven't mentioned from this passage in Colossians, let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. That's what singing does. It drives the message of the gospel deep into our hearts. When we sing, we're watering the seed of the gospel. We're helping it grow. The message of Christ 
His life lived in our place. His death that he died for our salvation. His resurrection over sin and death. This message lives deep in our hearts, in our bones, when we sing. So let Paul's words encourage you. Sing. Sing psalms, sing hymns, sing spiritual songs. Find those songs that speak to your heart and encourage your faith, and just keep singing. Gather with the Lord's people and sing, declaring with them that Christ reigns over all. And what a better time to remember than that in prayer. My friend Wayne Shepherd, who works with Mission Eurasia and is deeply invested in what is happening in Ukraine, joins me now to lead us in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come to you on this day reminded of how to pray. You taught us to say and deliver us from evil. Lord, never have those words been more appropriate than they seem today for the people of Ukraine. They are besieged by evil and need your comforting presence. Some in this world are celebrating this evil war with words and images that they feel justifies their unholy actions. We pray that your mighty hand would restrain those who desire death and destruction. We pray that the victims of this war would find the peace and comfort you offer. And we pray, of course, that you would use us to minister that peace and comfort in all the ways available to us through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Father, as this crisis of war continues to unfold, please find us faithful to serve you by sharing your love and compassion with people we may never meet but who are desperate for our help, and our help comes from you. We pray this earnestly, in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And as my brothers and sisters would say here, Amen. singing now sing it with me god sent his son
Wayne Shepherd leading us a prayer. And after that, because he lives, the Gettys with the Gaithers and Buddy Green and Harmonica on the Sing album that we have for you. And before that, Wayne Shepherd of Mission Eurasia leading us in prayer. You heard earlier Keith Getty reflecting on 20 years since he and his wife, Kristen, along with Stuart Townend, wrote it, and all the ways the Lord has used it to bless his people. I'm not sure there would be a modern hymn movement without this song. And as you listen to the Getty's new Sing in Christ Alone CD, you'll be reminded how much we need hymns like this in our lives. The album features modern hymns as well as some classics. They're joined by artists like Travis Cottrell, Laura Story, Jubilant Sykes, and others. But what I love most about this album is that you'll never feel like you're worshiping alone because the music was recorded live with a congregation of thousands singing praises to God. The lyrics are full of profound truth, and the music will move your heart to worship the Lord and sing His praises, and I think we all need this album to recenter ourselves on Christ, facing the hardships of our world. So for your gift to the ministry today, I'd like to send you a copy of Sing in Christ Alone. You can do that on our website. You can call us right now, 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And in light of In Christ Alone, what are you doing this weekend? I'd like to invite you to join me as well as the Gettys at the 50th anniversary concert prom praise at one of the finest concert halls in all the world at a packed out Royal Albert Hall in London. To find out more and join me for this live streamed concert, go to our website. A drop down will appear and take you to a landing page. A portion of your ticket price goes to Haven Today. Go to our website for information on the concert and or where you can get the Sing CD, haventoday.org. And if you still haven't given or want to give again to Mission Eurasia and Ukrainian refugees, Mission Eurasia is on the scene, helping in the name of Jesus. You can read more about that on our website. Or you can just say, I want to give to Refugee Relief when you call us. You can call us right now, 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Trailblazers! Can you imagine being in the old Wild West blazing a new trail through a wilderness? You'd be exposed to the elements. No supermarkets to be had. You'd have to hunt and cook your own food, and some of the animals would fight back. Not an easy life. But if it weren't for trailblazers, the world would look a lot different. The Wild West wasn't the only place where someone prepared the way for others. In Isaiah 40, we read this prophecy, a voice of one calling in the wilderness 
prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. That was fulfilled many years later by John the Baptist. He prepared the way for Jesus, our Savior. Anchor Devotional is available in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.